Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling good. You know, it's real slow time of year now. We got, I mean, I just said to people at work, like, I, I wanted to be, you know, late August already. Like, let's skip the summer. Yeah, from a sports perspective, you're saying. I mean, I'm in a good mood because the Twins, uh, you know, are... are playing as as well as they've done in a couple of weeks so yeah i mean the mets are, are like not just bad like hopeless like they're yeah. players who they thought would be good or terrible so uh yeah it's gonna be a long summer yeah and um i'm also happy of course because uh you know I, I was happy to see the nuggets win i was happy to see Jokic uh, get his uh just credit and also the nuggets uh with their first uh nba championship in their 47 seasons in the nba so they uh, i take them off my list of uh, the cursed franchises uh yeah so where were they on your list well, so the thing is, you know, and this is something I think I talked about with with maybe Joe Bragger or someone in, in the 32 fans patron chat. There's a cumulative effect to this stuff where when 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 because people generally are fans of all the teams in an area. And when one team struggles in the area and then another team struggles in the area and another team struggles in the area, it, you don't just add them up, but it sort of uh, multiplies exponentially. And then the reverse is true also. So in Denver, where the Avs just won last year and the Broncos won last in 2015, and, you know, they've won a bunch of times before that as well. I don't know how, you know, how much uh, Nuggets fans were really struggling. You know, you look at Stan Kroenke, who uh, who accepted the trophy, and uh, from his speech, it looked like he had never been there before, but he's always there, right? Like last year, his Avs won. The year before, his Rams won. Uh, the, the his uh, national lacrosse league team also won. So other than Arsenal, he's like he's absolutely rolling in trophies. Um, but listen, it, it's certainly possible to be a fan of the Denver Nuggets and not any of the other local teams. You can either be a fan of only basketball, or you can be a fan of sort of a have have an unusual uh, combo of teams from different areas. The way uh, you know, yeah, uh, well, you do, I guess, a little bit with the Spurs instead of the Knicks. Um, so and then the other thing I realized is that I I had an update in my list. So I first made the ranking of the curse franchises in uh in 2016 about 7 years ago. And I would update it every year, especially, you know, my my favorite thing is to take a team off cuz a team won, congrats. But I realized I hadn't really been adding teams. I hadn't been sort of updating the start point and my initial start point was if you had won a championship, if you hadn't won a championship uh since the night uh since the 1960s. But uh I'm turning 40 next week. Uh, you're turning 40 uh, uh sh- soon thereafter and I realized that 40 years, I mean, that, that's a really long fucking time. Like, if you haven't won a title in 40 years, you can probably consider yourself cursed. So I said, all right, I'm going to make my cutoff 1983. 
And anybody that hasn't won a title since 1983, I'm going to add to the list. And the incredible thing about 1983 is that our four winners in 1983, Keith, how many of them do you think you can name um, off the bat without looking? Phillies. No, this, but you, the Philadelphia 76ers did win in the NBA. Okay, fine. The 76ers. Phillies won in 1980. The Islanders. The Islanders won their fourth in a row that year. Yep. Okay. The Raiders. The Raiders won, correct. Second year in LA. And then the Baltimore and, Orioles won. And the Orioles, okay. Those so four teams. None of them have won again. None of them have won since then, which is incredible. I mean, I, I would imagine, you know, obviously, if you, in the last five years, it's more like it. But if you go back 10 plus years, that's got to be the only year that none of the teams that won that year have won since then. I mean, that's kind of an incredible thing for 40 years that all four teams win and then don't win again. But that means that I need to add all four of those to my rankings. Uh, by the way, the ones that just missed are the Tigers and the Bears, who won in 85, in 84 and 85, respectively, um, respectively. But, you know, I don't think they're in danger of winning a title anytime soon. So we'll probably be adding the Tigers and the Bears, Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, my. Uh, pretty soon. And then I decided, well, I'm well, going to I'm going to read my list from scratch. So I'd read my list from scratch and I have 37 teams, 37 so teams. These the 37 four. teams have all not won in your lifetime. Have not once. Yeah, I mean, technically, the, I think the six... I think your method is incorrect. I'll tell you why. Why? Tell me why. You no one can argue that. So the Raiders are on your list. Correct. No one can argue that the Raiders have had a more difficult existence than the commanders. Just because they won in 91. They haven't had a minute of joy since then. Do you know what I mean? The best moment of the last 30 years was their owner selling the team. How do the commanders not make this this 30? But the point is, if you are my age, if you are your age and you're a fan Mm -hmm. of this team, have you ever gotten joy from them? Right. And really, practically, you need to be more than our age. You got to be like 50, because if you won in 84, 85, 86, you know, you wouldn't have remembered it if you were our age. So the sure. point is, if you're a 50 year old guy, if you're a middle aged guy or girl or anyone of any gender. Yeah, I mean, this is simply like enough. And like, I don't you know, I, the a Bears fan won't remember it if they're our age. A Mets fan won't remember it yeah, if they're well, our again, age, you so, know. Uh, so if you've been a lot, if you're middle aged and you've never seen your team win, your team is considered cursed. That's the point. Right. And 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 so you're saying so this isn't off, a fan. So you're, you're saying I should cut it off even lower. It should be anybody who hasn't won in 30 years. You well, want to no, I, I maybe but then you're gonna so, have half the teams. In, I mean, half uh, teams maybe I'm thinking of the fan suffering rankings, and you're saying that's not cursed. That's different than no. I this bit. is the suffering rankings. If if you want to tell, you're not suffering. Well, I don't know how you're suffering recently, but at least then. you have. Listen, the twins obviously have given me nothing but pain and suffering over the last 30 years. Right? They were almost contracted. They're on a across sports all-time record of 18 consecutive playoff losses, right? Mm-hmm. However, I went to the World Series in 1991, and then I celebrated when they won. So I have that in my pocket. I have a one piece of joy as a Twins fan. A mm-hmm. Washington Commanders fan our age has a piece of joy from that same season watching his team behind right. Mark Rippon win the Super Bowl. The third By the way, I saw the, here the, the, are teams the commies, that have no joy. Zero. The commies uh, last won 11 games that Super Bowl year. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Every yeah. team in the NFL has won 11 games. Yeah, if we, did, if we did the cutoff of 32 years, they would be high on this list for sure. Okay. But, you know, that, that, so that's where the cutoff is. Yes, but so when I say cursed, what I mean, yeah, is basically how much have their fans suffered? And if you win a single title, in my opinion, you're not, you know, you, you no matter how much suffering you have subsequent or before, it's all saved from that one title, right? I mean, the where Cubs would fans, you put? The Cubs fans were high on the list until 2016 and since then have also suffered, but they have 2016. Flags fly forever, where, baby. Where would you put a Sonics fan on this list? Okay, so wearing a Sonics so, shirt. So we're going to get to that. So, so one of my rules is, right, like suffering to me has to be generational, right? And mm-hmm. if a team moves in the middle, it's not because I know some Sonics fans. I know some Thunder fans. I don't know anybody who's been a fan of the franchise the entire time. 
right? right. No, and so for, for that sure. reason, I move them down. And there's a lot of teams like that on the list. I move, I move those teams down because technically they qualify, but practically the number of people who have suffered for 40 years is, is quite small. Yes. Right. The Thunder are really, uh, for all intents and purposes, an expansion team. So, but we'll get to that. So, and, and why don't we start? Uh, number 37 on my list is a team that, that did move, which is uh, the Winnipeg Jets, the old version, who then moved to Phoenix and became the uh, Phoenix and now the Arizona Coyotes. Dead last on my list. Uh, this team was always a joke. They, um, in, in their 17 years in Winnipeg, they finished higher than third in their division uh, just twice. They never won the division. And then they became a bigger joke because they abandoned Manitoba for the hockey hotbed of Phoenix. And like in Phoenix, this franchise is so irrelevant that nobody wants them. The league had to take them over. Uh, they've never won a playoff series in Phoenix, um, except in 2012 when they uh, surprisingly made it all the way to the West Conference Finals. Um, but this, this is one of the least cared about and most relevant franchises in sports. So, yes, they've never won. But who cares? Correct. Wait. So hold on. So just to get this straight. Yeah. The the Coyotes were the Jets. And the Jets are the Jets. Yeah, but 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 they did not take their history the way that the NBA gave the Hornets and the NFL gave the Browns. Correct. Very stupid. Hockey, hockey really needs to get with the program. They should give the Winnipeg Jets that history, not that it's any good. And they should give the North Stars, they should give the Wild the North Stars history, also not that it's any good. And consider the Coyotes. I don't agree with Stars Wild North Stars because it's at least a different franchise playing but, in a different stadium. But, but oh, because it's, but, but I'm saying, but they shouldn't have a different name. They should be called the Minnesota North Stars. The Minnesota Wild is a terrible name. Oh, you're right. If they were the North Stars, that would be. Yeah, yeah. The, they, I mean, yeah, that's they, crazy that there have been two Winnipeg Jets. So the Jets yeah. are the Thrashers. Well, I mean, there were two and, different Texans. The there were two Coyotes different Washington Nationals. Are the Jets. Or excuse me, Washington um, Senators. We've seen that before. Nobody covered this. Like nobody talks about this because hockey like doesn't make it into the mainstream. The Coyotes are playing in like a three thousand or four thousand seat arena. Yeah, that nobody cares about them. That's what I'm saying. It's that's crazy. why they're dead last on this list. Yeah. Um. All right. So they're, so they're dead last. Uh, number 36 on my list is the Washington Bullets slash Wizards. Um, you know, the 1970s were really a nadir in NBA talent. Uh, the 44-win Bullets in 19... Probably the, the worst champion in NBA history. The following year, the Bullets make it back to the finals. They lose to the Sonics, and that's it. Since then, the Wizards have been probably the most relevant franchise in the NBA. They have never won 50 games. They haven't wow. even... They didn't even win 46 games... Uh, between 79 and 2015. I mean, this team is like absolutely pathetic. Nobody cares. Now they're about to trade Bradley Beal. He has like a complete full no trade clause. So he has com complete control. Basically, he he's going to negotiate the trade more than the GMs to the two teams. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, what is there to say about the Wizards? There's nothing to say, which is why they're at the bottom of the list. But their fans are suffering. So if they have any. They have fans. Yeah, they have a few. All right, let's get to 35. A team we already mentioned, the New York Islanders. Um, so they, they win their four straight cups from 80 to 83. And so it would be hard to consider them cursed for like a long time thereafter. So, um, you know, through the rest of the eighties, they're a contender, they lose in the playoffs, but it doesn't matter because I mean, it matters, but you can't say they're cursed because they've just won four titles. And then they basically fell into irrelevancy. Uh, the most famous thing about them in the nineties was their fisherman logo. Uh, they did not make the second round of the playoffs for 23 years until they finally did in 2016. Um, and they were a little bit of a Cinderella underdog. They made the Eastern Conference Finals both uh, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, the problem is because of COVID, you know, fans couldn't even go to most of those games. Uh, they lost that one nothing heartbreaker in Game 7 to the Lightning uh, two years ago uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, they have not won a playoff series the last couple of years. So, yeah, not much to say about the Islanders. Um, 
my, my, my friend Eric is a big Islanders fan. He says there's only 20,000 Islanders fans, but they're all like huge Islanders fans. So they sell it every game, but nobody really cares about them outside of the, uh, mm-hmm. the arena. You're from Long Island. Have you ever been to an Islanders game? Oh, yeah, Manny. When I was a kid, I went to many Islanders uh, games. Okay, yeah. But would you consider yourself an Islanders fan? And now they're closer. Now they're now it's a little closer, I think. Um, closer to your childhood. No, I wouldn't consider myself an Islanders fan. I mean, I like them more than the Rangers or Devils. But remember, I grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan, and I gave them <laughs> yeah. up. So, All right, let's get to number 34, the Brewers. The year before we were born, 1982, the Brewers lead the World Series three games to two. And then they lose games six and seven. And since then, they've basically been like the most as as forgettable a franchise as exists in baseball. No real, you know, noteworthy playoff moments. They've switched cities. They went from Seattle to Milwaukee. They switched divisions. They went from the West to the East to the Central. They even switched leagues to the NL. But all the while, nobody really cares. The Twins just swept them in a little two game set today and yesterday. And I mean, they, they have made the playoffs. The only teams that have made the playoffs less frequently in our lifetimes than the Brewers are the Marlins and Royals who have each won rings. Wow. So like, so the Brewers are in conversation for the least relevant baseball team in our lifetimes. Now they do make the playoffs occasionally the last few years. Um, they went all in before the 2018 season and they made it all the way to game seven of the NLCS. Um, but they, you know, they haven't gone, um, they haven't gone that far since then. They haven't even won a playoff game since then. So they're, they're in the, the crappy central. So like the twins, they sort of have a, a very solid chance of making the playoffs, but you know, no, no, no real, uh, no real uh, avenue towards uh, ch- true competition for Milwaukee at the moment. Um, yeah, the Brewers are just meh. You know, they're yeah. the most meh team. Very, very, very meh. I agree. Um, uh, speaking of meh, the Chicago slash St. Louis slash Phoenix slash Arizona Cardinals. They win a title in Chicago in 1947. They lose in the championship the next year. Then they're terrible for a decade. Uh, they abandoned Chicago. They play there for three decades. They do absolutely nothing. Uh, they moved to Arizona in 1988, and they've done absolutely nothing in Arizona now for 35 years. You know, there was the in 2008, they were nine and seven, a very bad team, won an awful division, and then Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald went nuts in the playoffs. They go all the way to the Super Bowl. They lose a heartbreaking Super Bowl, but that's really it. There's no other like heartbreaking moments. There's no, you know, there's none of the, like the, the gut punch losses that you know you need to move up this list. Uh, the emergence of Kyler Murray gave them real hope a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, we got a new era of contention opening up. But, but that has obviously turned very sour very quickly uh, between video games and injuries and all the rest. I just uh, like what, what hope is there if, for a Cardinals fan right now? I mean, there's never been hope, but there's also never been a lot of Cardinals fans. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, before the Chargers, they were the team that would always, you know, the other team would have a home game, especially if it was like, a I mean, certainly, game. certainly still the case. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, they have some good fans, but they are right now in a really bad spot. It's policy. Sometimes when you bottom out in the NFL, it's good. Sometimes you can sort of go the other way. So this is going to be a really bad year. Well, I mean, but they, I mean, they've signed uh, their supposed uh, franchise quarterback for a quarter billion dollars. Like they're not going to get who's not, he's going to miss probably most of this year, if not the whole year. But like, well, like, but what, they could also auction off the first pick and have tons of picks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a it, it's a it's dark time, but uh, not too many Cardinals fans out there. The Buffalo Sabres are at number 32. This is a sort of a compounding case. Like I said, because they share a city with the Bills, um, the Bills and uh, Sabres combined uh, have, uh, have been NHL 52 seasons for them. Uh, only 29 playoff appearances. 99 was a brutal one. Um, it's just sort of incredible playoff runs year after year, but they can never uh, finish it off. But now it's been a dozen years since they even made the playoffs. 
which seems kind of impossible in a league where a majority of the teams make it every year, right? Like we saw the Kings, the Sacramento Kings went plus like basketball. It's more understandable, I think, because like a, an individual star can have a huge impact. Mm-hmm. For a hockey team to not make the playoffs for a dozen years, you're almost trying to lose, right? Yeah, I mean, the Sabres have had some famous painful losses. I'm surprised they aren't higher up on this list. Well, is there other than 99? Give me another one. All right. Well, I mean, I think just their whole franchise is like... Uh... Yeah, it's very... And again, I think I think because they're in Buffalo and because the only other team there is the Bills, I think that's sort of the compounding factor here. And and our next team is also a uh, a two team town uh, with no titles, um, although now it's only a one team town. That's the San Diego Padres. So I have the, they, um, you know how bad the Padres have been in their history. Guess how many times they have won more than ninety games in a season in their entire history? Three times. Yeah, oh, incredible. Three times they've ever. That's won more than good. 90 games in two of those, which were 84 and 98. They did win the pennant, uh, the beginning and the end of Tony Gwynn's career bracketed uh, with trips to the world series where they were massive underdogs. In in my mind, the two sort of championship matchups where going in, I just thought like, I don't even need to watch this There's a 0% chance of the losing team winning. I, I mean, maybe you would have said the giants pats uh, the first, for the first time, but uh, are really it's the 98 Padres against the Yankees. And then the 94 chargers against the 49ers though. So, so San Francisco, even when they make it to a championship, they really have no shot. Um, not now, of course, in the last couple of years, San Francisco, uh, San Diego has gone all in. They're spending a ton of money on free agents. They're the only team in San Diego. So they have a lot of attention. They're really trying to get relevant. Um, but they, you know, they haven't really done so they did make it to the NLCS for just the third time after last year, but, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see they're under 500 right now, which is uh, not ideal. when you've spent as much money as they've spent as you would know as a Mets fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Padres sort of w- when a team becomes a contender, the idea is you're either going to move up this list because you're going to contend and not win and have a heartbreak and you're going to go up the list or you're going to get off the list. You're going to win. So the Padres have spent enough that I think in the next five years, they're either going to go up or off this list. But, um, you know, how about uh, you uh, you win 90 games for a fourth time ever first? I, their Padres fans came out of nowhere. In terms of? I mean, like this team went from like, one of the most irrelevant teams to like a team that sell, you know, basically selling out a, a, a big stadium every night and has a massive payroll. It's crazy. Well, it, well, it's well, they sell out first and then the payroll or did the, the owners invest in the team and then the fans came out? Yeah, I think the owners invest in the team, although we'll see how yeah. long this lasts, honestly. Yeah. Well, again, if, if they don't win, I think they're probably going to sell off because it's going to be hard to sustain. But it also I think it helps that, that the Chargers left and so they're the only game in town. Uh, San Diego, the weather's pretty nice for a lot of the baseball season, right? It's a fun place to to spend an evening, maybe, right? It's not it's not as hot as you get in like Florida, some of those places. You know who's next to Kiva at number thirty? Akiva, are you there? Maybe he's not. Did we lose yeah. Akiva? Yeah, no. I I lost him for a second. Yeah. All right. Uh, right. Number, ne- next to number thirty is your beloved New York Jets. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, there have been, I, I, they haven't been as sad as the football team we talk about already. The Cardinals. Is that the only team that's been on the list so far? NFL? Yeah. Um, but the Jets have like, right. You know, the Jets are coming off a, obviously a stretch where you just mentioned the, Sa- the Sabres not being the playoffs for 12 years, but the Jets yeah. have the same thing going. Yeah. 
But the Jets have had, you know, they the, the first half of the 2000s, they were relevant pretty much the whole decade. You know, they'd have one bad year, but they didn't really have back-to-back bad years ever. Well, well, so they, let's define relevance. So, so they were a playoff team, right? But like, so the Jets have lost four AFC championship games um, from 1982 to 2010, but they were underdogs in all four of them uh, by an average of like six points. And well, they from lo- three from 98 to 2010. Yeah, and, 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 they, and they failed to cover the spread in all four of them. So it, yes, they, I mean, they made the playoffs, but it's not like this was a team that was supposed to win a championship, right? They were never close to that. Like you'll say like, so you made, you famously made a ranking of the uh, of the biggest Jets losses of your life, right? Yeah, your number one loss. It was, a, was this was a long time ago. Although I don't yeah. think a lot of losses there's nothing really to it because you haven't made the playoffs in a dozen years. Yeah. So yeah, your number one loss was the '98 AFC Championship game. Yeah, it led ten nothing in the second half. Yeah. So yeah, you were up ten up, but um, you know, you uh, you were nine point underdogs. You lost by thirteen. And and listen, of all people, you cannot talk to me about having a devastating loss that day. Obviously, sure. Um, yeah. Your um, your number your number two list on that list is a week seventeen uh, was essentially a playing game in ninety seven. Right? Yeah. The Jets uh, the, Lions Barry Sanders. Uh, yes, the Jets never scored after the first quarter. They uh they had a win probability of fifty percent for a total of one play in the fourth quarter. Um, and even if you win, what are you going to pull off four straight road wins as a wild card, right? Like, no, no, but the, the, the idea was being the playoffs. Your, they'd only play one yeah. playoff game in my, yeah. you know, 11 years watch. Yeah. And then, uh, and then your number three biggest loss is 2004 and overtime loss to the Steelers, uh, which is the week after you only snuck by San Diego, who we'll get to. Listen, they have a lot of lucky playoff wins for sure. They have, they haven't had a road playoff win with, yeah. or a game this century. Yeah. The, the Jets, but, by the way, but again, they missed... haven't had a road playoff game this century. It's 2023 already. So yeah. that, you know, yeah, basically, my theory about the Jets and also the Knicks is that on occasion they surprise, they make the playoffs only to lose to a better team. But usually they don't really matter. Like it's this New York chauvinism to assume that just because your team plays in New York, you deserve to win titles. And if you don't, you must be a really cursed franchise because you're not. You're just mid. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. All right who's next? All right. Next at uh, number 29 is the... Wait, Buff- before we get into the 20s, let's let's ah. do... Let's talk about going getting into our 40s. You and I, mm-hmm. we're going to turn 40 this year. Unfortunately. Right? Yep. We're getting older. Why? You're sad about turning 40? I actually really don't care. My, my wife asked me if I, 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 it makes no impact on me. Yep. Um, so uh, we're both going to turn 40 this year. And so we got to start doing things to look good. I, I know uh, I've been talking about, I've been dieting and exercising. 
my life is terrible. I just eat salads uh, and go to the gym and like can barely breathe because I haven't worked out in 15 years or done any exercise. And so I'm very out of shape. But there's good news. In terms of us looking younger, mm, summer's me. right around the corner. And as the sun shines brighter, our skin deserves the utmost attention. And fortunately, Alex, our great, great friends at Caldera Lab are here to ensure our skin is well prepared for the uh, first summer. Ever since I, Akiva Wieneker, incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been simpler, mostly because I wasn't taking care of my skin before Caldera Lab. Their products are clinically proven and help reduce wrinkles. And you turn 40, you get wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. We want to start looking like we're in our 20s, not our 40s. Confidence and impeccable first impression this summer. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution trusted by countless men. You think they tried to count them and they was like, you know what? It's countless. We can't yeah. count how like many the stars are. of the sky and the sand on the yeah. beach. It is funny. I can imagine like a business manager uh, like uh, how many customers do we have. I don't know. It's countless. We got a countless number of customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, use our exclusive link at calderalab.com slash 32 fans to enjoy 20% off all the best Caldera products, including uh, the regimen is uh, twice a day routine to transform your skincare. So the regimen has the clean slate, which is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser, the base layer, which is a moisturizer that hydrates your skin and the good, which is the nighttime thing that makes you look better. Yeah. What, what, what's um, Mary's feedback on using these products? I mean, she, she said recently that it looked like, you know, I was looking better. I heard that she that's reduced a, the yeah. um you can go within uh, 20 feet of her instead of 30. So that's progress. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um th- uh oh, and they have an uh, an eye serum called the Icon, E Y E Con. Yeah. That's exciting. So uh get 20% off with our exclusive link at calderalab.com slash 32 fans. 20% off going to calderalab.com slash 32 fans. Elevate your skincare game this summer with Caldera Lab. Yeah. Now, you know who doesn't need to use Caldera Lab Who's are that? the people who uh, only go to games with bags on their head because they're so embarrassed about their franchise, which the is Cleveland Browns. Well, it's true for a lot of teams on this list. But um, the reason I bring this up now is I'm looking at the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated from uh, some date. I think it's April 2000. It says the worst franchise in sports history. And it's uh, three fans of the team I'm about to mention with bags on their head. One says, just shoot me on it. One says, staple this. Because their arena used to be called the Staples Center. I'm speaking, of course, about the formerly the Buffalo Braves, then the San Diego Clippers, and now the L.A. Clippers. They've been around since 1970. No titles in Buffalo, San Diego, or Los Angeles. And really, like, for the first 40 years of their existence, they were completely irrelevant. Then, 2011, they turned things around last decade. They start making the playoffs year after year. But, like, the Chris Paul... Uh, Blake, DeAndre Jordan team never got past the second round. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, by the way, uh, finally wins a title as a, a backup who played like two minutes in the finals. So congrats to DeAndre getting a title ahead of either CP3 or Blake Griffin. And like there was like a very short window of like between Kobe and LeBron where I feel like region, like locally in L.A., you had a lot of like bandwagon jumper switching teams. Um, yeah. And they got and then they got rid of Donald Sterling. Obviously, that was, you know, a big blessing. Uh, but then I think those fans jumped back to the Lakers, even though, you know, Ballmer's a good owner. And then Kawhi and PG-13, that combo gave the Clippers like as great a chance of winning a title and getting off this ever had. But these can never, ever stay healthy. Like, it's just it's incredible. Like um, the Clippers actually made their first ever, first ever conference finals two years ago, even without Kawhi. Right. PG-13 playoff. Paul had a good series there. Good playoffs really altogether. He averaged like 20 points a game. 
Um, and then the last two years, Paul George has not played a single playoff game and Kawhi has played just two. So like they can't even stay healthy enough to suffer heartbreaking playoff losses to move up this list. So definitely cursed, but, uh, you know, you, you need those, those gut punches to move up my list and, uh, you, you need your stars to be healthy to even have a chance to do that. Right. Uh, yeah, I, they are like, we talking about cursed. They're cursed. Yes, for sure. Well, all these teams are cursed, right? If you don't win a title in 40 years, you're cursed. All right, number 28, the Baltimore Orioles. They win that World Series in 83. But, but, if, but if like a, a third of all professional sports teams have won a title, which is like what you're saying here. Yeah. Then maybe maybe they're not cursed. I don't know. Yeah, well, a third of teams are cursed and a third of teams are blessed and are just winning the endless titles like your Spurs. All right. And then yeah. there's that meaty middle of teams that have won one or two titles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all. Um, all right. So the Orioles win the World Series in 83. And then like the dozen years, the only thing I have to get excited about really is Kyle Ripken plays every day. He breaks the Garrett's record in 95. And then the next two years, um, 96 and 97, the Orioles actually, they return to the playoffs. In 97, they win 98 games. They have an early ALCS lead over the Indians. Um, they lose four games in that series by one run, two of them in extra innings as Cleveland wins the pennant in six. And they will go on to have their own heartbreaking loss in seven to the Marlins. And then after that, it's 15 years until the Orioles are even above 500 again. They fall to the bottom of what's an impossibly deep AL East, especially when baseball switched to a system where you're playing half your games every season. They finally just switch out of it this year against your division. So when you're the worst team in that division, as the Orioles were for most of that run, it's absolutely impossible to do anything. Then then they don't even, you know, Peter Angelos was against his will. Um, the Expos moved to Washington. And so like even regionally, there's another team stealing a lot of their attention. And... That's about it. You know, the Buck Showalter had a brief run of relevance last decade, but they never won a postseason game after the first round. And then they fell into like historically awful depths the last, you know, three or four years until last year they started to turn around. And so they got a little bit of hope right now, but it's just, you know, they've been mostly irrelevant for our entire lives. And it's tough in that division because you got to spend a lot or be or be the raise to win because, you know, there's no bad team in that division, right? The worst team in that division would probably be leading my division. So, yeah. Yeah. Our right, number 27, the New Jersey, uh, now Brooklyn Nets. I have lived in or near New York City for nearly yeah. half my life. Yeah, we've City. said this before, but yeah. it's still true. You, you never meet a Nets fan. Uh, now, Yoel Ice, who's a, who's a 32 fans patron, is a Nets fan, or sure. at least was. I haven't heard him talk well, about Nets Well, since recently. they moved to Brooklyn, I met some people who are sort of like, you know, very passively Nets fans, but, um, you know, n- not a lot of passion there. They did win two A titles in the 70s behind Dr. J., uh, but they were never competitive in the NBA other than 02 and 03 when they took advantage of what was, I think, the greatest conference disparity in league history at the time. So they make the finals twice with teams that may not have even made the playoffs if they had been in the West. But again, nobody here really cared. Uh, then they moved to Brooklyn, uh, had a, uh, a, an oligarch owner. They took a big swing with the KG Paul Pierce trade, which like immediately backfired and irrelevant. And then in 2019, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decide to join the Nets. And then the next year, James Harden joins them. And all of a sudden they had, I mean, I remember like our 2021 preview, like the, the Nets had, I think like arguably the biggest big three in NBA history. Like we were like so mad, we're like, oh, this sport is so dumb. Look, like, mm-hmm. the Warriors and the Nets that they're never going to lose. And that, but basically like the injuries and the personality conflicts completely destroyed this team. And now they're gone, <laughs> right? They lost all three of them. Never happened. And it's incredible. And they're basically starting from scratch. They had the big one, Ben, ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, just, just an incredible dramatic rise and dramatic fall, um, with, with that. I mean, it, it's just crazy. Like they were, were they, were they the preseason favorites in 2021? I don't remember, but they were very high up there. I think so. Yeah. I mean, of course the Harden trade was a few games into the season, so they didn't, you know, they didn't have them at the start of the season. 
But yeah, so my Nets are 27, 26, another basketball team, the formerly St. Louis, now Atlanta Hawks. 1958, the Hawks win a championship. That's their last one. In the next decade, in the 60s, they lose in the finals twice. They make the division finals five times. Then they move to Atlanta in 1968. Their first two years in Atlanta, they're pretty good. That was Lenny Wilkin leading that team. They get destroyed by the Lakers, though, in the division finals both years. And then it would be, what was it, uh, 45 years until they would get that far again. In 2015, they won 60 games. Their entire starting five made the all-star team. But, like, you know, everybody knew that once they got to the playoffs, LeBron would quickly make a quick work of them, which he did. And that year was one of only two times in the last 25 years that they've won 50 games. So they're basically completely relevant. They had, like, a an sort of arm of his generation, like just a great, great score in Dominique in the 80s and early 90s. In 1988, Dominique and the Hawks were leading Boston three games to two in the second round. They lost game six and game seven, each of them by two points. So that was a crushing loss in 88. But that was the only time that Dominique's Hawks even won more than one second round playoff game. And now in the Trey Young era, like he puts up great numbers, but I think he's going to go down in history. Right. He's um, they did make the conference finals in 2021. Solidly stuck in the middle going nowhere fast. There, there's talks about them trading possibly, you know, possibly DeJounte Murray. They might trade John Collins. Should the Spurs uh, get Murray back? I mean, now that you have a team, I don't know. I mean, how would he play with Wemba? Don't you need more of like a like a spacer, like a guy who can shoot? Probably. Yeah. Yes, probably. Yeah. I mean, every team needs shooters. Yeah. Um, so, the it, tell me if this is a good take. The Hawks or the Brewers? The Hawks are the Brewers of the NBA. Yeah. No, I think that's a very fair take. Yeah. Um, Except I, I, the the Hawks have probably been even closer than the Brewers, just as I said, you know, the Dominic 88 team and then, you know, the conference finals in 2021, although, you know, they didn't really have much of a chance against Giannis, although they did go to six games. Um, all right. Number 25 is the Raiders. We were talking about the Raiders before. So they uh, their second year in L.A., 1983, they, they win the Super Bowl. And for the rest of the decade, they are still a contender. Uh, in 1985, they have a bye. They have NFL MVP Marcus Allen. They um they lose their first playoff game at home. They were leading the third quarter. Sam Seal fumbles a kick return, recovered in the end zone for New England for the winning score. They had six turnovers in that game. The next year, they start eight and four. They lose in overtime on the last day of November, and then they lose every remaining game out of the playoffs. Same thing happens in 1988 and 1989. They are uh, in the playoffs, and then they go on a losing streak to end the season to fall out of the playoffs. And then um, in 1990, they return to the playoffs. They win a postseason game for the first time since that Super Bowl. And then they face the Bills in what would be the Bills' first of their four straight years trips to the Super Bowl. Do you remember the score of that game? The score of which game? The Bills game against the Raiders in 1990. 51-3, I think. 51-3. to three. And, you know, that was as close as they would get. Um, they um, The next year, the Raiders once again blow a shot at the playoffs, losing at the end of the regular season. And then all the Ale Davis shocks everyone. He moves the team back to Oakland. And they're they're completely irrelevant in the 90s in Oakland until John Gruden and Rich Gannon build them into a contender. But Al Davis, in sort of classic, as he got old, I mean, he was like a visionary and like one of the most important people in NFL history. He really was. But as he got older, he just got worse and worse. Yeah. He didn't like John Gruden because he didn't like the West Coast offense. He wanted like vertical passing, not horizontal passing, even though like Gruden had turned this, this um, you know, career journeyman into an MVP. So Al Davis, John Gruden to Tampa. And in that first season, Gruden um, uh, faces uh, uh, Gruden faces the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Uh, famously, Barrett Robbins, their starting lineman, um, forgets to take his depression medicine the day before the game. He goes AWOL. And June, John Gruden's replacement, Bill Callahan, forgot to change the calls for the previous year. And so Gruden's defense knew exactly what was happening. They blow out the Raiders. And that was it. The Oakland Raiders 
became completely irrelevant. Davis got old and senile. The Raiders were an embarrassment. They finished above 500 just twice since then. Both times they now they've had the what, maybe the best move. I mean, listen, OKC, you know, they say like really revitalized or brought the, the area to another level. Yeah. So obviously, but like, but, you know, I don't know if it was a net positive from Seattle. The, I mean, the Raiders move has, you know, so far looked really good. You know, people didn't think Vegas would work. I don't think Vegas baseball will work at all. I just don't think it's the wrong sport. Yeah. Nobody wants to go spend three and a half hours sitting indoors in Las Vegas in the summer. No, Vegas, they should have uh, they should have a basketball team. That's a great that would be a great. Yes. Every other. I agree. Basketball. The hockey team is doing well. Yeah. So the um, so the the Raiders are successful financially in Las Vegas, but, you know, they're not guilty yet. about the Raiders is like a lot of times when a team moves, it like loses its fans. I feel like the Raiders, I, I don't know. I haven't done a poll with people in Oakland, but well, because they like moved so many times, they moved back and forth. So you yeah. couldn't be like, they had Oakland, already moved LA, LA Oakland. Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. And now so. Vegas. So yeah, but um, so the, the Raiders are at number uh, 25 on my list. Number 24, another AFC team, another former AFL team, the Houston Oilers, um, that, that who uh, then became the Tennessee Titans, of course. They've only been in Tennessee for 25 years. Um, the Oilers win the first ever AFL title in 1960 over the Chargers, and then they repeat the next year in 61. They lose in double overtime the next year in 62. Um, but in Tennessee, they, or excuse me, in the NFL, they really haven't had that many painful moments. Obviously, the comeback, the Frank Reich game, that's a, that's a tremendous stomach punch, obviously. Um, but after they move to Tennessee, the Oilers become the Titans. They got revenge on the Bills, right? The Music City Miracle. And they ride that wave all the way to the Super Bowl. Kevin Dyson falling a yard short. Okay, that's a heartbreak. But, you know, that team was, you know, playing way over their heads, obviously, anyway. Mm-hmm. Pretty. They've made the playoffs a few years in the Vrabel era, but they have to been 29. But, like, and they were the one seed in 2021. But, like, there's been no point when they were ever considered, like, a real contender, right? Like, nobody at any point in the last five years thought they were better than the Chiefs or the Bills or, you know, the other top teams in the AFC. No, I mean, they've been. Listen, they were the 8-8 eight eight team. They have rarely been terrible, um, but they're also rarely fun to watch. Yeah, it's really their 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 uh, their old coach, right? Uh, what they they're the Mr. poor man Steelers, is what they are. The, the Ray Titans uh, are the poor I mean, man Steelers. Extremely poor. <laughs> the Steelers yes. always win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, you know, very, very poor, poor Steelers. Yeah. All right. Number twenty three, the Dolphins. Mm. This team is so nebuch that still living off an undefeated season that happened over fifty years ago, um, and they and they won the Super Bowl the next year as well. They uh, they stay competitive throughout the 70s uh, behind Bob Greasy, Don Shula, but they don't win another playoff game until David Woodley becomes their quarterback. Go back to the Super Bowl in 82, fourth quarter lead. Um, David Woodley's numbers in that Super Bowl, four for 14 with 97 yards, two turnovers. Not, mm-hmm. not, not They great. didn't win. Yeah, they did not win that game. But then they hit the jackpot. The next year, they draft one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And in his first full season, 1984, he breaks every quarterback record that exists. Just his second season, first full season. He leads the Dolphins back to their second Super Bowl in three years. Again, they're leading in the second quarter. Um, but the 49ers team that year went 15 and one, 18 and one overall. Uh, All time great team. They outscore them 31 to six the rest of the year, the, the rest of the game, a blowout win for the 49ers. But if you're a Dolphins fan, you're like, okay, that's fine. We have a Hall of Fame coach. We have the greatest quarterback in the world. He's only 23 years old. We've been mm-hmm. two of the last three Super Bowls. We're going to get back there again a bunch more times and we're going to win. What happened? What, yeah, what happened is Reno never gets back there. Uh, the following season, um, the Dolphins are home favorites in the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. They get blown out. Then they miss the playoffs five straight years in his prime. Marino can't make the playoffs. And then in the 90s, they're a little bit competitive again. They make the playoffs nine times in 11 years. Um, and they even win a playoff game in six of those years. But can I give you the scores of some of their uh, playoff elimination losses? 
Mm-hmm. 17 to three. That's not good. 20 to three. That's worse. 29 to 10. That's worse. 27 to zero. That's worse. 38 to three. That's worse. And do you remember the score in the final game of Marino's career? Yeah, it was the Jaguars, 62 to seven, 62 to seven. That's how yeah. uh, you that's how it was. Don't correct. test me on playoff uh, scores. Oh, I'll get them. I'm not testing you. I'm, sh- I'm giving you. Um, I'm the by the way, I, sp- when I spoke to grandpa um, yeah. recently about the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you know, he he knows Rodgers is great, but to him, he's not like an immortal. And then he said his um, his top three of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess grandpa's top three of all time? So, I, I mean, is grandpa like really old school? Is he going to go like Otto Graham or no? I'm going to say Joe Montana. Marino's definitely going to be on there because uh, Jets fans uh, always yes. respected Marino. Yes. I'll say. Marino's so, I, what, is it? Is it Brady and Montana and Marino? No, it's not Montana. Brady, Marino, think old school. Otto Graham? <laughs> Older school. Sid S- uh, Luckman? It's Sid Luckman. Brady? Well, he's a Jew, so. But that's a, like kind of an amazing, uh, yeah, but I mean, you also saw him, you know, throw seven touchdowns or whatever. Like, yeah. The, the yeah, that is a, amazing. You know, he saw the whole Brady uh, thing, but was also there in the in the early 40s. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah, no, I I, I sort of agree. I think. I think Marino with, with was Grandpa? basically Aaron. No, top three no, no, no. I'm saying like Marino is there. Uh, to me, Marino is Aaron Rodgers. They're they're you know, pretty similar ultimately. Yeah, I mean Ro- Rodgers has had much more playoff success than Marino had. Yeah, that is yeah. true. But um, yeah, but yeah, Rodgers won a Super Bowl in what his his third full season, right? Oh eight, oh nine, oh ten, I think. Um, oh ten. Yeah. Um, all right. So in the last two decades, the Dolphins have made the playoffs only three times. And last year was the first time they didn't lose their playoff game by 18 points. So, I mean, that was progress. And they, you know, they played well against Buffalo last year, right? They certainly did a lot better than any of us thought. Mm-hmm. Um, in these last two decades, they've had 11 coaches. They've had 12 different primary quarterbacks. Uh, the only one of them who held on to the job for more than two seasons in a row didn't win a playoff game until he joined the Titans as a backup. Uh, that's Tannehill, obviously. Uh, they, had, they fired a good coach, Brian Flores, because he was winning too much. And I mean, now, like they think they're on the upswing again. Dolphins fans are like very confident at the moment. But like to me, it just sounds like uh, it's a recipe for more heartbreak. I think uh, the Dolphins are going to be moving up this list in the next couple of years. That's my prediction. Yeah, I don't agree, but we'll you don't agree. Uh, no, that they're going to walk up this list. I mean, I think that but, you by know, which I mean, not, I think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs and then lose in the playoffs. Let's not blow our uh, our, you know, takes. Um, yeah. Before. All right. Yeah. OK, we're not making any 2023 NFL predictions just yet. All right, number 22. Let's go north of the border. The Vancouver Canucks. Um, last decade, they won the division five straight years, only to crash and burn in the playoffs every year. They make the cup final in 2011. They lead Boston two games to zero and three games to two, but they lose game seven at home. And I like allowing the, uh, allowing the American original six teams to end their own, um, championship droughts is like a Vancouver tradition, right? They, uh, 2011 to Boston, 1994 to the Rangers also in seven games. So it's a thing they do. Um, and then their, their other Stanley cup final loss was in 1982, when um but again they, they actually got murdered they were a losing team that year they got lucky to make it that far and the islanders were a historically great team so um since i first made this ranking seven years ago the canucks have completely become irrelevant they've only made the playoffs once during the covid season um so i mean the reason i have them as high as i do with 22 is because they are canadian and I just you know canadians care a lot more about hockey than americans do but like you know this team has gone from a contender who is sort of having playoff heartbreak to a team that like doesn't even matter anymore right uh, it is sad. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number twenty-one is a team that you consider. Wait. Do we have? Uh, do we have another ad to do or no? Uh, of, well, sure. I mean, you, you know, next week it's my birthday, but next week it's also uh, the the very next day, 
My birthday's the last day of spring. The next day's first day of summer, baby. Akiva, are you ready to unveil your beach bod? I know that you're uh, trying to lose weight. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. People yeah. thought it's, you know, to get thin, to not get diabetes, but really it's beach season. Beach season. I hate yeah. the beach, but I want to be ready just in case like a, a beach right, party. You got to lose out. those LBs. You also mm-hmm. got, but not to, you don't want to. Well, I'm trying to 60. lose KGs. It's it, that actually goes oh, a little okay. faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's much harder to lose a KG. It's hard to lose KG. That is true, but yeah. um, um, it's harder to count them also. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So you're trying to lose those LBs. You also got to lose some of that body hair, Kiva. You need full body grooming and hygiene products. You do not want to be the guy at the beach with fat bastards body and Austin Powers chest hair, right? No, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. If, if, if you have man tits, the least you can do is make sure they're hairless. <laughs> so get ready for hot guy summer. Going to manscaped.com, 20% off NFS with the code 32 fans. We got that performance package 4.0, the essential lawnmower 4.0, the waterproof cordless body trimmer, right? Like as we get less and less of Akiva, we, again, we want to see more and more of it. So trim your chest, uh, the treasure chest down in your pants, trim that one also. Uh, use that best trimmer on the market with that ceramic blade, uh, the, the weed whacker. We, we also have, the Manscaped has the uh, the Shears 2.0 nail kit. Uh, in Israel, people like to wear sandals, right? With no socks. You like to show off those toesies, right? Yes, a lot of people walk around a shoeless, completely barefoot. Yeah, in my well, you, you want your nails to look nice. So the Manscaped Shears 2.0 nail kit, that's great. Uh, so 20% off NFS. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code 32FANS. Treat your chest, trim your chesticles with the besticles. That's nice. actually in the read that they gave me, which is funny because chesticles is obviously a thing that I've been called up many times in my life. Number 21 is a team that when we rank the teams in round. Well, by the way, this is going to be the last one. We're going to do the top 20. Top 20 uh, next, next week. week. Okay. Number so. 21 is a team that you deemed completely irrelevant. And I argued with you passionately, right? What team was that? The Seattle Mariners. I mean, so they've mostly been irrelevant well, uh, so in the they've last 15 been, years. They've been competitive. For, they've been above 500 most of our lives. Right? Yes. They, they've never come within two games of the World Series. But they're competitive in they in 98, 99, 2000, back to back to back in three consecutive years. They lost three of the best 20 baseball players of all time. And Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. And Alex Rodriguez. And incredibly, the next year with all, all three of those guys. And it wasn't like, oh, they traded them for lots of value. Um, they um, were arguably the greatest team of all time. They went 116 and 46, but they won just a single game in the ALCS against the Yankees. And then to add insult to injury, the World Series MVP that year was none other than the big unit, Randy Johnson. Uh, by the way, Randy Johnson's unit might be big, but it's uh, Manscaped can still handle the whole thing. Um, for the newly invented Arizona Diamondbacks, they win the World Series that year. Um, Seattle can't even win the award as most cursed team in their division because they've been surpassed by the Rangers, who we'll talk about next week. Uh, a couple of uh, heartbreaking uh, World Series losses for them last decade. Um, and I think, you know, you, you you argue they're irrelevant. And with the Brewers moving to the NL, you may have an, a point, right? Because like, other than Ishiro, what has happened to this team of relevance this century? Nothing. Yeah. Um, right now, behind you know, they, they think they have a, a, a young, you know, between Julio and the rest of the team, they think that they have a, a new window of competitiveness. So we'll see. But um, yes, Seattle, Seattle was good with no playoff success. And then they were irrelevant with no playoff success. And so, yeah, they're number 21 on my list. And when we come back next week, we will discuss the 20 most cursed franchises, the 20 teams that haven't won in 40 years and have failed to do so in the most heartbreaking of fashions. Wheels, uh, for you, I wish nothing, but uh, what's the opposite of heartbreak? Heart build? What, what do you call What's the opposite? Is there an antidote heart to the word heartbreak? Heart fix. Heart fix. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wish you heart fix. I wish to see your Mets in the World Series against my Twins. Uh, I wish to see your Jets in the Super Bowl against my Vikings. 
Um, that's about it. Your Spurs don't need any hard fix. You, you've got enough of it already. But um, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about the 20 most cursed teams in franchise history in uh, in uh, sports. And uh, there's also going to be, uh, but probably we'll wait to uh, to publish it until maybe we do the next podcast. But uh, well, there's going to be a written version, an article form of this uh, of this topic. Correct? Uh, yeah, it's somebody working on it uh, at work today. We're, it's yeah. almost ready. Yeah, we will have some uh, some some links, some videos, some gifts, some uh, uh, you know, uh, all these all these heartbreaking losses that I referenced. There'll be links to the box scores, to the video. You'll get to to witness it all yourself. So uh, we will share a link as well to that. So those who uh, prefer to read rather than to listen will get that. Akiva, I will talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, you kids are up on all the new tunes. Tell me if this one rings a bell. Heartbreaker, love taker, shoemaker, won't you fix my shoes for free? Huh? Anything? Shorty? Girl? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.